we're learning life, embracing love, managing marriage, maneuvering in ministry, and managing money. Welcome to the Let's Talk About It podcast. Oh my God, I am on mute. <laughs> so what I was saying was, <laughs> what's up, Pastor's Wife Connection? Welcome to this broadcast where we are talking about life, love, marriage, ministry, and all that great stuff. But I want to welcome everybody that is joining us live. I have some special guests with me. While I was in the midst of trying to do everything else and I was on mute, I was telling you, thank you. Thank you for all that you've done. Thank you for being the pastor's wife. This is pastor's wife appreciation month. I know it's women empowerment month, but baby, I'm always pushing pastor's wife appreciation month. Why? Because there is so much we experience, so much that we go through, so many trials, so many tribulations. But I want to tell you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you for not quitting. Thank you for not giving up. Thank you for not throwing in the towel. But most of all, thank you for standing beside your pastor's wife in ministry, in marriage, and staying connected to God. All of that great stuff. So with that being said, I'm not going to be before you long because I got some amazing women that's with me that are ready to rock out with me. I'm going to bring them on, let them introduce themselves, tell you whether they're from, their church, all of that. And then we're going to get started. All right. We're going to start the conversation. We got some great conversation for you on tonight. So I'm going to start with Lady Danique. I just popped up there, y'all. My bad. I ain't even want I'm, I'm to. I'm learning. I'm learning. I'm going to do better. But tell them your name, where you're from and the name of your church and your husband. Hello, everyone. Uh, my name is Denise Johnson. Um, I am originally from Houston, H-Town. I always got to rep that first. But <laughs> um, I am the pastor's wife um, um, alongside my husband, Pastor David Johnson Jr., my honey bun. Um, he pastors Fresh Anointed Ministry in um, Tamina, Texas, which is in Conroe, Texas. So, yeah, that's who I am. <laughs> Awesome sauce. And let me add, I'm going to add, I'm trying to do it the same way we shut up. Lady AJ, tell them who you are, where you're from, the name Hello. of the ministry. Awesome. Hello, everybody. I am uh, Jaden Roberts, and I am from Dallas, Texas. And my husband is Robbie Roberts. We're here in Dallas, Texas. Our upcoming ministry is going to be called Can Able Transformation Ministries to help people overcome drug addiction. So we're very excited about that. And I'm all excited. Thank you for inviting me, Pastor Tanya. Awesome sauce. And last but not least, ah, there we go. Lady Hines, tell them your name, where you're from, and the name of your ministry and your hubby. Uh-oh, you're on mute. We can't say it one more time. Lady Hines. We were good. Y'all know technology is a mess, right? Because we were so good while ago. <laughs> ah! I should have kept her on. Okay, so while we're getting... So just keep talking, Lady Hines, and let me know if you're there. So what we're doing tonight, we're talking about uh, married to ministry. Uh, married to ministry. And here's the thing. When you're married to ministry, of course, there's so much that pastor wife go through. This is pastor's wife appreciation, appreciation month. But in this group, we go live every third Thursday. And I wanted to go live to talk about married to ministry. And I wanted to ask these ladies some questions. Why? Because I'm always giving, you know, principles and tools and 
all of my experience, I wanted to bring other ladies on that I'm connected to that God has allowed my husband and I to kind of cover and ministry and just kind of be there with them. I know their stories, uh, but I want to share with them. I want them to share information about, you know, marriage and ministry. So we're just going to chop it up. I'm going to see if I can remove you, Lady Hines, and then we're going to bring, bring you back on. So pop back on for me, okay? I'm going to try it again. So log out and come back in for me, and then we'll see how that works. Okay. So with that being said, I realized that I wanted to chop it up with these ladies and kind of talk about some stuff. Um, and once we talk about that, and then we're going to log into this. Y'all, this makes me so sick because we were working a while ago. There ain't nothing. I ain't going to even blame it on the devil. But it wasn't working. Lady Hines, if you log out and log back in, I think it'll try. It'll probably work that way. If you log completely out of the system and come back in, maybe that'll work. Okay. All right. So while we're waiting on her, I wanted to talk to these ladies. Why? Because I realize that there's a lot that we experience in ministry, a lot that goes on in ministry. But here's the thing. When you're married to ministry, I tell people in my book, uh, Marriage Survival Guide, the importance of being married to uh, your husband. When you're married to your husband, you're able to. Can you say can you say something real quick? Yes, I can hear you all now. Yes. Glory to his name. Come on. Yeah. Won't he will? <laughs> <laughs> but I realized that uh, mar being married to my husband, when I married him, I didn't know this, ladies. I didn't know that I was marrying his entire family. I did not know when I said yes in front of the church that I was marrying his brothers, his mama, and the entire family. It was a part of everything. So when I say being married to ministry, what I'm saying is that when you marry the ministry, you marry everything about the church. Come here, Glory. You marry everything about what he's doing and how he's doing it. And so I want to ask you guys this question. Being married to ministry, is it, how is it being married to ministry? Let's start there. How is it being married to ministry? I feel like I'm talking about uh, your husband as a, as a second party or third party. How is it? Anybody can answer. How is it? Any one of y'all, anybody? I would say it is interesting. It's always changing. Um, it's always shifting. It is, it, it comes at you quick. Uh, yeah, so I would say that it is, it is very interesting. <laughs> Wait a minute, what you mean it come at you quick? Let's talk. The shifts and changes, it just, it comes and you got, you need to be on your toes. You need to be ready. You know, you, you. It comes, it comes quick. It, nobody prepares you. Nobody can prepare you completely for the, the ride, the journey of ministry. Because you don't know who's going to walk in the door. You don't know what you're going to get. Yeah. So it comes at you quick, you know. I love it. Yeah. Anybody else? I would, I would say um, when you asked that question, um, my first thought was I look at ministry as like, how I look at my child, like being like, that's my child, like that's my baby. Like, and that's how I feel about fam. Like my kids get on my nerves. Sometimes mm -hmm. I'd be like, wanna, you know, and <laughs> you know, you have all these different things, but that's my child. I'm their mother. I can't walk out. My child needs me. They need me to nurture them. They need me to discipline them. They need they need everything from me as their mother. So that's how I kind of look at fam, um, our church, as my third child. Um, even though sometimes, like Lady Hines says, interested, the shifts and all the different things that come with it. But it's like, I look at it like God chose my husband and I to nurture that baby. So no matter how hard it get, I'm, it's mine, if that makes sense. I love it. Great. <laughs> yes. Both, both of you guys, I think that's so true and that's so necessary is that understanding that this is a part of you now, it, especially to that new pastor wife of you've been in this thing for a couple of years and you mad at everybody in the church. Oh, you married to this. It's the same way. It's the same deal. Okay, Lady AJ. I was definitely, I would say uh, to add on 
It is an emotional roller coaster. They don't stop. It just don't stop. It don't. It it, it whether whether the whether the intensity you know uh, of the high climax is is with them involved in something, and mm-hmm. then at the same time, my emotions need to be diluted so I cannot overwhelm you know him. Because especially if we're in, if we have disagreements a little bit, you know, so my, my, for instance, you know, he may be very high strong on helping somebody. And my take is they should already known it, you know, so I have to, so I have to make sure <laughs> that I, you know, that I really walk in unity um, because it's, it's, to me, it's a forever emotional roller coaster, you know, um, highs, lows, you know, there's some peace that comes in, but you're forever having to check your emotions, having to really, really balance your emotions uh, with so much that goes on at one time, you know. So, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Listen, because yes. you said something that was so important, so important that most pastor wives and most women don't want to talk about is the, I want to call it the conflict of marriage, being married to the ministry. Mm-hmm. Right. It's the conflict of being married to. So my next, I guess my next question is, how do you handle the conflict in ministry and being married to ministry? How do you handle that? Ain't nobody. Go ahead. I was going to (laughs) say, I think I was going to say, I think for me, I think it just depends on uh, what type of conflict, you know, like today, I, I'll give an example of what I, what I did today that I felt that I was led to do. You know, we had what do you call intense, intensified relationship conversation last night, and it's rolled over to morning, uh, not feeling my love. And, yeah, rolled over. And I remember I woke up and I was still kind of angry and upset because I didn't, I didn't like how I was felt to. I didn't like it. And I remember I, I was getting ready to, to exert my freedom right? To exert my freedom in Jesus. And I was, get, I was building myself up to exert myself. And I remember the Lord said, uh-uh, just, just walk away, go to the gym. I had, because I had, that's my thing, go to the gym. And I was like, wait, that's not the Lord. Let me go ahead and say what I got to say, how I want to say, because I didn't like how I was talked to. Let me go ahead. I got to, you know, let me do this. And God just said, uh-uh, just leave the house. Do it in love. Leave the house and just go away. So, and it worked. It really did work. So I, I definitely have prepared or I do have my uh, exits, I guess you can say, that, that give me peace. And then I came back later on and I, I felt so much better. You know, I felt so much at peace, you know, because my flesh didn't take over uh, in the conflict. Because it would have been it would have been way more of a bigger conflict. You right. know, I think, too, just learning not to power struggle, uh, power, the power control, not to power should have to have the last word, have to be right. You know, uh, if anything, I just want to leave the conversation in respect, you know, but I definitely don't want to have a continuance, you know, of because I, I can provoke it. I could have provoked it more if I would have came in in my flesh. So um, resolving that conflict is just me stepping away and being silent, you know, thus said the Lord, you know, and, and letting God work in me, work in me and through me. So that when it was time for me to respond, it was in love, fruits of the spirit, you know, in love, in self-control, you know, kindness, you know, although I didn't think I got it, I'm gonna let it go. Kindness, love, self-control, you know, let me exert the word first in myself, then out of our porn, you know. So I definitely sometimes find my exit, um, my exit strategy so that I don't make the conflict even worse. So, I love it. Mm-hmm. So 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 I want to ask you. Uh oh, I know we didn't just. I just went in because you. I, for those that are watching, this is very authentic. They had no idea the questions I was asking. Let the church say Amen. Did not know the questions I was asking, and I want to ask this because this is a question that I get all the time for pastor wives: is how do you handle the conflict when it's at the ministry during ministry time and hours? I wait. Interesting. <laughs> um, so for me, I do my best to just put my focus on God and the purpose of why we're there. Um, put my focus on his people and doing what it is that 
he's put me in that place or that position to do that day mm-hmm. for to make his agenda done, even if I'm not in agreement with his agenda at the moment. But um, to always be in agreement with God's agenda and to not be a hindrance or a stumbling block so that he's not able to actually do what it is that God is having him to do. So putting my focus back on God, I, I don't want to be in God's way. You know, I don't want to create uh, an issue for him. I don't, I don't want to be the reason someone doesn't get what they need that day, you know, or someone doesn't get the love that they need that day or the word that they need. I, I don't want to be a distraction. So I have to, to get a moment to myself, quickly shift my focus and put my focus on God and really, really prayerfully it happens before praise and worship. <laughs> right. <laughs> so that I can do the praise and worship time to get myself where I need to be because um, you know, we have to remember that our husbands are also our pastors. And so I don't want to miss a word that he may have that will help me. Um I so I have to get my try and get myself to my focus on God. If it have, if the conflict occurs on the way to said local, (laughs) if the heated, I call it heated fellowship. Fellowship. Heated fellowship happened right before you get out the car to go into the church. Yeah, yeah. And your 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 your, I will say this to that person because you know, um, that wasn't always my answer. I wanted to deal with it then. Uh, and I realized that that was not, you know, I was <laughs> hindering the spirit of God. And I had to learn quickly that, no, 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 this is out of order. And this is the enemy and not, you know, whatever. Lady Denise, tell me, what what about you? How do, how do you handle conflict? If it's in ministry or at home, whatever. Are you asking, like, how do I handle, like, if me and my husband having conflict? Actually? Yeah, you and your husband. Um, I think I, I would... It's just like all three of y'all are saying, um, just have to take a moment and realize the bigger purpose <laughs> and not wanting to hinder him and stuff. Um, my answer usually, like Pastor T just said, was like back in the day or whatever, years ago, was to handle it right then. Like, no, you got to get this attitude right now, point blank, period. But I think when I realized how important, like not... Um, messing up the atmosphere was and yeah. how important setting the atmosphere was and when I realized how much is like weighing on our shoulders as the leaders um, mm-hmm. it kind of got me together real quick. It's like for me low key it wasn't like he had to get me together it's like the Holy Spirit had to get me together and like <laughs> get my attitude in check because like I said it's like I don't know about y'all, but for me, it's like, like I said, wanting to have the last word, wanting to, you know, finish saying what you got to say, but then it's like, nah, this bigger than you. So I agree with all of y'all too. <laughs> I, I love that. Cause you and lady, lady AJ pretty much said the same thing. It's really not him convicting you, but it is the Holy spirit. That is the one that told lady AJ, you better get to that gym, like lead us along. And you better get that good to the gym. I think here's the thing when it comes to being married to ministry. And let's talk about this. Being married to ministry is not just being married to the husband, but it's also being married to the vision of what God has for y'all doing in that season, in that hour. I want to kind of talk about this part. I'm about to shift. Here we go. This is not really a question. I just want to chop it up. Cause we all first ladies on you. Let's talk about it. But when it comes to the conflict of the members in the church, because you're also married to them. Yeah. What do you do? How do you handle it? What is the way to handle it? Like, so I guess it's still kind of a question, but I think this is very necessary because some of us handle the married to the ministry part of the people kind of in a salty way. Whew. Do anybody agree? And we, we can handle them. Salty. Maybe maybe that's just me. I don't know. We can handle them in a salty way and mishandle them in a way, especially when there's a spirit of discernment that is upon you that is dealing with a particular woman within your church. How do you handle the conflict when your husband don't understand? Let's talk about it. 
Okay, maybe it's just me. Maybe Pastor's Wife Connection, I think it's just me because they're on mute. <laughs> I, I would say um, when it comes to conflict, I guess with the members, um, I try to, I do know that my attitude can get in the way. And you know how we, you know, it's the church, but also like they the past, but at the end of the day, like that's our husbands. So it's like, like I'm biased regardless. Like, <laughs> and I, I mean, that's real. You know, so it's just like I have to, I know with me sometimes, like when my husband, he, like he used this statement, like, like with the duck and stuff roll off your back. Mm-hmm. That's who he is. I'm not like that yet. <laughs> so, <laughs> so the law still working on you. Yes, I, I'm. I'm not the person that's like that just yet. So what I have to do in wisdom for me, a lot of times I have to let him take the lead, and I just kind of sit there and be quiet, mm-hmm. or you know, and let him handle it. Because at the end of the day, even though I might be in my flesh and I might be in my feelings, I don't want to ever do anything to, um, you know, run somebody from the church or have someone leave with a, you know, with like this, this thing over my head that I actually done, you know? So I try to just let him handle it in wisdom. And if I do have to handle it, have grace and, you know, try to chill. <laughs> so mm-hmm. Let's talk. For me, it, I love it. it's like um, kind of trying to judge, recognize the situation for what it is, you know, we got to categorize what, what's really going on. And so depending on what category things fall into, um, you know, I will do my very best to not be hate in my response or in my action. Mm-hmm. That's one of the things this past year God has really been working on me with is to not <clears throat> have a hasty response, you know, because um, sometimes the, the things that seem as if they present themselves are not actually what it really is. And so if we will give that thing time enough to, because one, one thing I remember is if the enemy involved, he's going to always overplay his hand. So if I give him time enough to show himself for what he now get to the bottom of it for the truth of the matter, because sometimes that thing will show up to push that button, to get you to be triggered so that, that. you find in a way that is not pleasing to God. And then it doesn't do a service for you or the individual or the ministry. Come on. I, this past year, just been working on not having a hasty response, you know, just categorizing, seeing what, what it, what it really fit in. What is this really about? Give it an opportunity to develop, to see what we really, really are dealing with before, you know, taking any kind of action. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To the it doesn't always happen. Just, just so, just so y'all know, she said to the best, cause I think it cut out. She said to the best of her ability. Yes. That's the key. Yes. It's to the best of my ability. But I love how you said you got to categorize that thing. You got to pay attention to that thing. You got to be very careful. Uh, and which category is this in? Is this a right now category? Do we need to deal with this right now? Okay, come on, because I get to preaching. I'm trying to come on, Lady AJ. I was thinking, um, you know, I was thinking about what you said, but I was thinking also just about the season you know, that uh, me and my husband and, you know, we're in a, we, we had the blessing of being restored. So our marriage just definitely has been restored for 10 years of being divorced and then we're remarried again. And something I thought about as relates to uh, external factors is something, um, the boundaries, you know, having boundaries and talking about boundaries, you know, even if it's not mature the way we may want it to be, but at least if it's discussed, then it's still, it'll give us some kind of foundation, you know, to kind of, to, to gear and guide from. So I definitely believe that there's some kind of, especially if there's another female come, coming into the picture that may be open step, overstepping her, her territory per se, you know, well, uh, and you know, she, she, she's stepping way too strong and way too close, you know, to the, to the beauty of him, right? To the beauty come of here. him. Wait, so, no, 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 you're not going to pass that up. Come back. Say that <laughs> one more time. She's in like, territory. Right. If a, if a woman is stepping, a married or single, and she's stepping way too close out of bound into another woman's territory, which is mine, and to his, you know, to his territory, that place, 
then definitely, you know, that's going to be a problem, whether she's doing it because she's attractive, whether she's doing it because she's lusting, whether she's doing it because she's just trying to be nasty, or whether she's doing it because she she may be vulnerable in a condition her herself. But what what did me and my husband, what did we talk about before, you know, like some boundaries uh, that were already placed, you know, if a woman comes next, you know, got her back over, you what if got her back over to Lady Angel, got her back over to the to women's ministry, you know, um, you know, how far often or she is who she texts and who she calling. So I'm just saying, I think that definitely um for any first lady uh, having those com- and with their husband really have those serious conversations because because those kind of conflicts can can come up and manifest and they can really bleed over to the church and then people will see it so um definitely for me I, we definitely have talked about boundaries way more way more um often than ever before about how to you know just just hug, even hugs we had a discussion about this about hugging how to how should we hug our brothers and sisters in the body of Christ? What the side hug or you know open hug? What does that look like? And just even that can be you know taken the wrong way to the other mate if they don't think that you hug correct hug correctly right, <laughs> over right. men hug me inappropriately you know. Right. So I think that definitely just kind of having uh, to the world may look very petty, but but in a cup your first covenant with God, well the second one is your spouse, right? And so definitely it's not having those those boundaries conversation ugly, you know uncomfortable and ten more tension can really be birthed out of that. I, and so. I think that's so important is to have, and, and I think if someone would have taught me that in the beginning, the importance to sit down with your pastor husband, to have those uncomfortable conversations. So what my husband and I do, and I want to talk about this because you didn't hit a great point here, which is boundaries. And I think it's very important when you're married to ministry, having the conversations of boundaries. One of the things that we do with our kids uh, and that we're doing, we do before it happens. Uh, we did a conversation years ago. Okay, what if one of them get a, get a boyfriend? And what do we do when this happened? What if one of them decide they're going to be gay? What do we do when this happens? So we started planning way before so when it comes up, we're ready for it, right? Right now we're, okay, what if she want to live with her boyfriend or be with, we want to have those conversations before they happen. Like using scenarios, I think it's very, very important as a pastor and a leader, what do we do if this was to happen? What do we do? It's almost making a plan. What do, what are the boundaries that you have created? Just give me three boundaries and I'll, and I'll say mine, three boundaries that we have created with my husband and I. It's to always be aware for him. Come here, glory. Always be aware for him. Always be his eyes, meaning, and he asks for this. We had a conversation. Be aware for me. Don't let me just, because I'm I'm a pastor. I pastor love people, period. I'm not that kind of chick. I love people, but, okay, anyway, that, that was the whole hood coming out. Uh, love you, but no, ma'am. So I had to learn to be aware. So because I have a spirit of discernment and I can pick stuff up, so I'm more aware, but I have to make sure that it's the right timing when I say it. So that was a boundary that we had. Red flags. We're not having no conversations after 10 o'clock at night. Come on here, Glory. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Yeah, it's for our family. Amen. We, we can talk to you tomorrow. If they uh, let the dead bury the dead, we love you. But at the end of the day, unless it's just really, 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 really bad, but we both having that conversation, not one person. It's it's having that understanding where that was not always the case, right? Also a boundary of understanding that he's the head of the church, not me. That, that, that's a boundary when I try to go and run the church behind him. Come here, that's Jezebel. Right. That's what that is. When I go behind him, so I have to make sure. It's a boundary that we created. And so I want to know, what are the boundaries? If it's just three, what are boundaries? Because sometimes we need to hear those boundaries out loud. What are some boundaries that you and your spouse are have created, even unknowingly? You don't even realize it, but you didn't create these boundaries. Oh, let me say one more. My husband does not be with a woman without me. And if he do, the door is open. That, that, and that's just something that he created, not me. So let's talk about it. What are some boundaries that you guys created that you and your spouse together being married to ministry, what have you created? Hello. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we have some of those same things. Um, we don't do any opposite sex counseling. Um, 
there is a need for someone, uh, let's say there's a, a female in the church that needs some counseling and that may need uh, have a question for pastor, I'm always present. We don't do it alone. Even when we're doing prayer, you know, um, females pray for females, males pray, pray for males. You know, those are some of the boundaries um, to cover him during prayer time when he is in prayer. If, if there is someone that he's one on one praying, praying with, I'm covering him. Mm-hmm. Um, and like you say, being eyes and ears. Um, so those are those are definitely some of the boundaries and being being very transparent with each other that no, so that nothing comes up unknowingly to the other person. I love that. Yes. So that, it, you know, nothing should reach me that hadn't already gone through him and vice versa. So that that way it keeps down conflict so that no one assumes that they have either one of you ear above yeah. the other. I love it. Thank you. I love it. Love it. Boundaries. Go ahead. Um, I would say mine is all of y'all's as well. <laughs> um, especially um, like I was saying about the prayer. Um, even when um we are having service and we do like you know um altar call. Um, my husband. This is something he just started when he, um when we started our church. He just started doing out the blue, but he never touches a woman. He always uses his Bible when it comes to women. Um. And he always makes sure I'm there with him or he always make me pray um, for in our, you know, prayer warriors that their women pray for the women as well. Um, like y'all saying, um, the boundaries with each other and um, making sure, not boundaries with each other, but always making sure that we let each other know what's going on, um, that nobody ever is allowed to come up to us about me or him, you know, um, and definitely, I would say another one is family boundaries um, with us, like our family members going to the church. Yeah, talk that's about separate. it. Yeah, like family members calling. Or, not saying they've done this, but I'm saying making sure mm-hmm. family know like, hey, he might be a family member, but he's still the pastor. You can't call to get information or, you know, like stuff, special treatment or whatever. So, I uh, love it. yeah, yes, ma'am. Yeah, I love that. I think that's very important, especially when you have family members that are at the church. There has to be some type of boundary. There has to be some type of understanding that works out for y'all. And here's the thing. Everybody has different boundaries. What bothers you may not bother me. What bothers, you know, whatever fragrance you carry, that that's on you. It's just what works for you and him. Go ahead, Lady AJ. I was thinking uh, this is a boundary, definitely uh, just coming from somebody who's been single for a long, 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 long time. And then I got married. Uh, one of the things that we always that we did discuss about is that, um, you know, when you leave church, everybody's getting ready to leave church or leave the service. And then, you you know, somebody want to do an extra walk, you know, over to the pastor. I got a question. You know, I you something you said touched my heart or you know, something on that line. And, uh, you know, we just make sure that there's always a female. He's real strong about making sure there's a female. If I'm not nearby, he's making sure that one of the ladies he knows is nearby. You says me nearby. Or he'll just say, wait a minute. Hey, let me find my wife. <laughs> he go out and, let me find my wife right quick, you know. Uh, and, and, and keeping that up because uh, I just know that sometimes, uh, you know, single women are attracted to married men. They are. And they're yeah. attracted to married pastors, married pastors. Yeah. So sometimes they will web their conversation. It may look innocent. Sometimes it may be innocent, but just a covering for him so that he's not, so it doesn't look so um, uh, offsetting. You know, we definitely decided that it has to be a female present if anyone, uh, anyone steps to him. Uh, we also have this banner about when we meet couples and we shake hands, you know, uh, he said he always shakes the man's hand first before he shakes the woman's hand, you know, and then with me, if they're a couple, I make sure I shake the woman's hand. I look her in the eyes. We're talking and he shake, then shake the man's hand. We talk about just that eye contact of which mm-hmm. eye contact I'm going to give first when I first meet the couple. And then, um, oh, I've had someone actually, you know, like you may have a, a member or just someone who, who knows you both. And they'll say, oh, well, you know, I'm telling you, but don't tell your husband, you know, or, you know, it's just between us, you know. And uh, I think that that's sometimes to, to look to look at that very thoroughly. Are you 
is that statement meant so that uh, me and you can be buddy buddy? You know, and then uh, then we become a, a close friendship outside of who I'm married to. So we definitely are really clear about when people want us to keep secrets, you know, uh, from each other, you know, and not that. And so we definitely don't. If I can't tell him, you don't, just don't tell me. Just just don't tell me. You know, don't tell me because I'm because I'm gonna say something. You know, so because um, I think you know I think. And I think that, you know, sometimes people just like the maturity, but we sometimes we have to teach people. Sometimes we have to teach people, you know, godly integrity to a degree. We got to teach that and, you know, and display that, you know, in love. So those are those are the three that I know that we talked about um, several times uh, about boundaries. And I think that's the thing I, lo I love all about all. Like I said, we're all different. Everybody has different boundaries, different things. And you got to do what works for you and what works for you and your spouse. And I believe that this is what works for y'all. And I believe what we do works for us. And it's just knowing those things. I had someone uh, reach out. Uh, Bishop did something and grabbed somebody's hand anyway. And they was like, oh, and I saw it that you was holding my hand too long. And I was me. I'm like, girl, please. I've been with this man 28 years. I can care less. So it depends on where you are in that. So it's up to you. But then there are times I'm like, uh-uh, don't hold her hand that long, sugar. <laughs> you know, wait a minute now. Be careful. You know, you just got to know that. You just got to know that you know the boundaries that's in it. So my next thing is that, okay, we've talked about boundaries. Look at me. I brought me some points. Come here, Glory. We talked about boundaries. So now let's talk about balance. Y'all know I always say you got to create balance. Balance is not something that you just do. It's something that you create. So we are pastor wise out here. We all run. We all busy. I barely see. I see them, y'all, quarterly. Uh, and then I send them a text every now and then, right? Uh, but when I see them, I'm holding them so tight because it's like I'm, I have not seen them in years, right? But when we get together, we together because we're all busy. Everybody on here, everybody in this Pastor's Wife Connection group, every Pastor's Wife that's listening to this, you are busy. You have a lot going on, especially, I don't care if you have 10 members, you got a lot going on, them 10 different attitudes, 10 different people. You have a lot going on. So my question is, how do we get to a point of balance? What does your balance look like being married to ministry? Um, I would say for me, with balancing um, everything, um, just prioritizing and scheduling to the best of my ability, um, sometimes even doing that doesn't work. Um, because like most of us, we're wives, we have the kids, we got the ministry. Um, some of us are the church admin, the church, every role, but the, but the pastor that's preaching every Sunday. Right. Right. So, um, it definitely gets overwhelming sometimes, but I'll definitely say scheduling. Um, for me, it's just like when I work out, I got to have cute workout clothes. So it's just like for me to schedule, I need cute notebooks apps, whatever I need to do <laughs> to help right. me balance this life um, and make sure I put, you know, the priorities, um, mark down the things that could wait. Um, if we, um, I, I, I can't remember who I heard say this, but a lot of times as leaders, we don't get the no, like we can't tell our members no. Like it's like if, if your mama or something going on with your family member, they expect us to pray right then. They expect us to go see them right then. And we, I feel like we have to learn, we have to, we've had to learn how to balance in the things that are important. And like you said, Pastor T, that can wait until tomorrow or to the yeah. weekend <laughs> or the right. things that can't. So, yeah. I love it. I love it. I love, I think that's very, very important. Uh, we call in our house, in our private time, me and Bishop call you Bishop Junior. Uh, so I know that you schedule <laughs> and you are so him. When it comes to that, and I think that's very, very important to have uh, that notebook, to have a to-do list, to have all those things, and it's very important. All right, balance. Anybody else? Let's talk. Uh, well, I'll say for us, it is tough. Tough, tough, tough. I love it. That's real talk. It, it is, I mean, because uh, I, I would say it is... <laughs> In reality, it's not balance. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Reality is not. But balance to meaning, like uh, Lady Janique said, 
what is what is important what can we do that is of the utmost important first and without neglecting our our other persons right because we're not just pastor you know and pastor's wife we are a husband and wife we are mother and father we are business owners you know we are we have dogs we have the queen so i'm trying to not neglect the, the other things but still doing what can you know um that's important and so um one of the things that we do our best in doing is trying to delegate and share um, I love delegate yeah. and share where we can and where we trust you know um praying and asking god for those that he send those that can trust that that we can trust with his people as well because it's not just us we we recognize that it's not just us you know um that are tasked to do things so giving other people the opportunity to show up to uh share their gifts to share their love with other people you know we 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 first people to say we don't know everything you know right. we all the answers you know we're not experienced in that but we may know someone who is? Are you comfortable with speaking with so-and-so? Are you comfortable with talking with this person? You know, so trying to share share the load. That's one of the best ways we can get to balance. If no, if every pastor wife that listen to me right now, if you don't learn anything else, learn the power of sharing, delegating, get, especially in ministry, getting those that are gifted to do what they do, let them do it. Train them to do so. Teach them to do so. However, Get someone else, if you don't know how, get someone else that you know that you're connected to that has those skills to be able to teach them. You can't do, oh, girl, I'm getting ready to preach Sunday. Let me stop before I start preaching. The power in partnership, man. You got to have people in ministry that's going to partner with you to do what you do. Baby, I'm telling you, it'll take you to a whole nother level if you allow yourself to delegate. All right, Lady AJ, balance, what that look like? Balance, what that looks like. So definitely not to walk in a spirit of perfection. You know, and to and to really um, figure out a way how to put your fun time in, figure yeah. out a way how to put your your rest in, and even even this, and sometimes like sometimes with one couple, maybe and one couple may be more balanced than the other in terms of like um, sometimes I have to remind my husband to like we gotta we gotta calm down, we gotta just take some deep breaths, and we got to have fun. Because if not, it'll he'll be constantly on, you know, on the go, on the go, wanting to minister. So definitely being able to mature the load. Amen. And uh, so definitely, you know, being able to remind each other, we got to come to a meeting of the mind and have our fun time, our rest time, our, our marriage time, you know, all the time. And, and so um, definitely having having days and preparations and times, you know, what is the cut off time, <laughs> the cut off time in the daytime? What right. what call are we not gonna receive after a certain time frame? So um, the balance for me is though definitely having having my having my own having my own personal fun time, but also uh, incorporating into what we're gonna do for our fun time, our rest time. You know? I love it. I love it. I I think it's so important uh, when you're married to ministry. Uh, all of these ladies said it. I mean, if you don't know how to do that, they've given you some tools, some things that you could do uh, to create that. I want to ask this last question. Well, then I have one more after this, but I want to kind of ask this. What is it that you and your husband, just give me one thing that y'all do. Do you have a date for date night during the week, during the month? Or how often is your date night to your marriage to ministry man? And, well, I answer the thing on answer, baby. I, every time Bishop fly out, I'm trying to go with him. You understand me? We have our own business. I work the business and I can work. All I need is a laptop and internet. Just give me that and I'm coming with you. So our time is all the time because our kids are older. Matter of fact, we leaving tomorrow. We're going to Louisiana. Come here, glory. Like I'm going to find time and we're going to just sit in the room and look at walls, praise him. But I, I think it's so important. To have that time. And guess what we said? No ministry, no nothing coming up. We just chilling. We need nothing to do because you need that time. So I think it's very important. I, we got to do it as much as possible because of so much we got on our plate. So there's not a necessary date for us anymore. It used to be on Mondays. Girl, that went out the window a long time ago. So 
that don't even work. But all right, somebody else tell me. Yeah, I agree. We we used to try to do a, pick a day through, in the month. This is the day, but it just life happens and it doesn't always work like that. So whenever we get the opportunity to steal that time, a lot of times for us after church, like after church over, we like all right, see everybody home till later on. You know, um, another thing we uh, because it's it's about seasons too. What season you're in in life. And what season, so you know your ministry with your family with business, you know one of our daughters travels for sports, so we take that those opportunities. That's a trip for us, okay? So we know we're going anyway. So instead of trying to fit something else in, we'll use that as an opportunity, you know, for us to be able to explore, to do some things, you know, together, and just to have some fun and relax because we can't do nothing else, right? So, right. um. Yeah, so that's that's how we are doing it right now in this season. It'll change in the next season, but in this season, that's what's going on. <laughs> right. Now, come on, Lady Denise, you got the, the little bit of It'd be different when, but I promise you, there's a day that's going to come to you, baby, <laughs> when they get older. I promise you, but go ahead. Look, I'll say, with us having little kids, um, we don't re we are blessed um, to have family and um, all of our parents that definitely help us. Um, we just don't like to pull on them as much if we don't have to. So we don't really have set dates. Um, we try to do like every other Thursday or something, but it didn't work. Um, but like Lady Han said, one of our biggest things is after church. Like I love our family and I love our church, but I'll be looking at him like, come on. Let's it's go. time to go. Like I'm ready to go. And we can yeah. call because I it's like, you know, you have to build up, you gotta get the sermon, you gotta get prepared, and all this. And after Sunday, it's like a woosa moment, you know. So yeah. I would say after Sundays be like the best. I mean, not after Sundays, after service be like the best time of the week for us. I love it. I love it. All right, Lady AJ. So uh for us. Fridays has been working kind of good because I've worked full time in terms of a, at, a, at a school district. And so summertime and on Fridays, oh, I've been looking so forward on Fridays, uh, tend, to bear, I tend to be our, you know, movie, even if it's at the house or just hanging out after eat. So either um, Sunday afternoons or Fridays kind of has been our time, though. I love if, we, it. If, if we keep if we keep being consistent. <laughs> yes, I love this. Someone said, if you don't take time, you will experience burnout. So I, I think yeah. it's amazing. I, I mean, that was real talk, real, real information because you got to create that time together. You got to create that because if not, you will experience burnout. And I thank God that that is something you guys are doing. If not, Bishop and I, all you got to do is text me and say, he ain't spend no time with me. It's over. I'm telling Bishop, it's done. See, y'all got to cover it. I got to tell me. He's not spent. I'll do it to Bishop, Lady Woodard. He's not your son out here. And he working too much and he not spending time with me. I'm going to need Bishop to whisper something in his ear because he won't listen to me. So, but you got to be able to spend that time together. I think it's so important when it comes down to ministry, because as this woman of God said, man, whew, you will experience burnout. And I thank God that none of you said, no, we don't. But you got to learn to create it. Last and not least, I want to ask you this question and we're done. What is next for you being married to ministry? Now, this is not just in the four walls of the church. This is what is next with you and your husband? What are y'all about to do next? I okay, let me say this before I say that because we're done. Listen, I love planning trips. I love doing things. So it, it makes me excited about the next. If you know me, I'm always saying, let's grow together. Let's go to our next. Let's do this next. So I want to ask you, what's next? What is next for you and your husband? And what and and while you're in the midst of saying that, no, we'll come back. What leave a, a word of encouragement to any other woman that's listening to you online. But what's next? And then leave a word of encouragement. Anybody? Well, I'm thinking about when you say what is next. You mean like what's next? Uh, what do you mean by what's next? In ministry. What's next <laughs> in ministry? Oh, like yeah. the next big project or the next big thing we want to do. Is that what you mean? Yeah. The next oh, big thing that you, you and your husband are doing together. The next okay. big thing for your church or whatever. Okay. So our, our next is that we are 
um, definitely connecting to a uh, gigantic big drug ministry here in Dallas called Dallas Light. And it looks like um, me and my husband are going to be actually partnering uh, with that ministry. And we've already started the process of it. So we're so super excited, so super excited about that. And um, mm -hmm, so super excited about that. And then so we'll be, you know, going in and ministering to the men and women in the program and children, too, and children, too, you know. So we're crazy excited about that. That's our big next for us. Awesome. I mean, I'm gonna come back to you. Lady Hans, what's your next? I mean, I don't know. There's so many things that we want to do. Um, but one of the things that um, I recognize that God has really, really been pulling on our ministry for, he has really sent uh, many, many uh, creative vo voices and creative individuals to the ministry. And um, as some of y'all know, my husband is musically inclined. And so that is something that we are exploring. Um, there are there are definitely thoughts about um, seeing what flows out of affinity because there are many talented individuals of the like mind in this manner. So music, we're seeing, we're going to explore and see what that's going to do. I love it. Come on, get an album, Affinity. Get an album. I love it. No, let me stop. All right, Lady Danique, what's that? First of all, can we, those of you that are watching, can you heart it up right now for my spiritual baby? She just did a magazine uh, with, I don't even know who the people were, but I'm just so excited for her. I was supposed to post it in the group with y'all, but forgot. But I'm so, can we celebrate her? I celebrate you, sis, for being on a magazine uh, and them promoting you and all that you're doing. But anyway, so tell me, what's next? Um... That's all I'm going to say. Um, really, for us, it's my husband and I are both like introverts and like quiet and stuff. Um, but in December, my husband prophesied over me and him when we was at home. And he said, God told him that this is the year um, where he is like taking the veil off of us. So Ooh. I just see that God is really um, pulling me out of my comfort zone. Um I've, I've been speaking and doing different things that I just never, I don't desire to do because I just, I'm just, I don't know. That's just not who I am. I'm more of a um, behind the scenes type of person, but God is definitely um, moving me in a different place. And um, I would definitely say another thing that we're ready to do is um, do more for the community. I'm, I'm ready to um, be on the streets. We already are, but it's like, I'm, we're seeing more stuff to do more for that so yeah <laughs> awesome i celebrate all of y'all man continue to do what you're doing last words any last words any encouraging words that you want to leave to that woman that is married to ministry with everything that we just discussed i don't even know what all we didn't discuss but all the things that we didn't discuss they celebrate you uh lady denique they celebrate you girl <laughs> thank y'all <laughs> be proud of you woman of god uh but any last words that you want to share with that person that is married to ministry um, and going through, you know, being a pastor's wife? Last word. I was for my last word. What I would say to, to encourage any woman uh, that's married, uh, pastor's, pastor's wife, is that be reminded that your life is an act of worship. Be so reminded. That our thoughts, our, our attitude, our, our ways, our demeanor, uh, how we respond, how we carry out assignments in God, you know, how do we handle conflict, all of that has to be first. Let, it, let, a, let a certain foundation really sit inside of you that our lives do not belong to us when we walk in a life of a, a level of act of worship, an act of worship. And that can be different things to different people. But, but if you put that into a perspective of what that means, um, surrendering, um, not having to have the last word as an act of worship, okay, not having to be what you think is the best or the right answer. You know, you just submit to what the, uh, the pastor's saying, let it go. That's an act of worship. You know, uh, being mindful of who's spreading bad gossip, you know, in the church, and then God is wanting you to go in and clean it up. That's an act of worship, not avoiding conflict. I just had a conversation with somebody the other day. Sometimes God wants us to have to have discussions and not avoid conflict, <clears throat> but to actually go inside of conflict and to rearrange it. And that pleases him. That's an act of worship. 
So I know that for me, I always try my best to think of, okay, God, I'm married in ministry. I'm married to a pastor, I'm married to my pastor. And I want to make sure that, uh, that I walk in a level of integrity and a reminder that you are first in my life, both Lord and Savior. And I want my life to be an act of worship unto you. And so definitely that's something I would encourage any first lady um, to think about and to not think about, but to meditate on it, really meditate and really uh, seek God's face and seek his word uh, on that particular concept itself. Because that's that is a call of duty. That's a mandate. That's not something because you feel like it's a mandate from God that God wants our life to be an act of worship. And so that's one encouraging word that I would say. Awesome. Thank you, Lady AJ. Somebody, last words, uh, Lady Denise? <laughs> um, I would say um, that my words of encouragement would just to be the, just to always press, just um, whenever you're feeling low, whenever you're at your highest, your lowest, whatever, whatever stage that you're at, just always press towards the King, um, press towards the Father, and just to be encouraged. And I would also say that um, for anyone that may, you know, feel like this may not be your season. This may not be the time for you to win or you may not feel qualified. Just always know that we may not be qualified, but we serve the qualifier. So um, even in your midst of feeling down, just know that he is the one who called you. So you are called and just be encouraged. I love it. You're the woman for the job. I love it. Lady Hines. Um, what I would say is that uh, one of the things that really, really helped me in this last year is to take time to study yourself. Um, study yourself because sometimes things start moving so quickly or, um, you know, you, you don't recognize who you are or you don't recognize who God is calling you to be or you don't recognize what the asset is that you bring to the ministry. Um mm -hmm. So take some time and to just really sit. Hear me now. Sit alone, quiet, and mm -hmm. self, you know, recognize and begin to let, you know, what God begins to reveal to you resonate with you to, you know, to not, not be, because sometimes we can be defensive with God. God can say, can tell us things about ourselves and we get defensive like, that's not me. Right. Like, you know, but to really face those things, to study ourselves face those things that God reveals about us um, and take time to allow ourselves to be built up in areas where we need to be built up. There's no embarrassment in it. You know, allow God to put people in your life. Don't be embarrassed thinking we supposed to have, you know, have made it or have all the answers. Allow God to put someone in your life that you can trust that will be able to uh, pour into you because you're pouring, you're pouring, you're pouring. You need people to be able to pour into you. And it comes from a, a place of love, a, a place of authentic authenticity. So to study yourself, give yourself time to grow and build in who it is that God is calling you to be. Heal so that you don't bleed on the people, so Come that on. you on the people or your children or your husband. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, definitely do that and understand that whatever you're dealing, if you can hold on, it will only last for a season. Greater yeah. is coming. It is definitely on the way if you do not quit and if you don't know what to do, just love on God's people and love on your husband and love on your family. Yes. Come on. Look, I wish I had a little clap thing. Awesome. Thank y'all. Thank you, Lady Hans. Thank you, Lady Denise. Thank you, Lady AJ, for saying yes to this and being a part of this. I definitely wanted to bring someone else on to get a different voice, a different feel than just myself uh, discussing information with y'all, but mostly just to kind of hear uh, the different things when it comes to being married to ministry, man, stay encouraged, stay empowered. Don't quit whatever you do. Uh, if you are in the midst of quitting, man, get with someone that has been in this thing that has wisdom and experience that will be able to pull you out, that will be able to encourage you, to empower you and to remind you not to quit. Listen, I'm telling you, you are the woman for the job. All you got to do is be stand still, unmovable, and be still right where God has you. I promise you, it'll all work in your favor. If, curveball, you do the right thing. You got to have the characteristics of God at all times. So if you don't remember anything else, stay connected to God. Stay connected to your marriage. 
and stay connected to ministry. It that next thing I always want to do a call to action. Next thing that's coming up, I'm doing we're doing NDCM. The ladies, we're meeting the pastors and the pastor's wife on the 25th at 9 a.m. Central Standard Time. You're welcome to join us virtually to be a part of the conversation. Some things my husband and I are going to be sharing with Pastor Wise. My daughter is also doing something, but I think that's going to be private, but I'm not for sure uh, for the kids. But I'm going to make sure I bring them back next in the month of April. And they're going to talk about being PK kids. So get ready for that. It's going to be going down. I can't wait. Until next time, stay blessed in all that you do. Ladies, stay on for a minute. I'll talk to y'all next month, third Thursday, every third Thursday right here. Stay connected to God. Stay connected to your marriage and stay connected to ministry in that order and watch God work. Bye-bye.